Praise the Lord, and welcome in to another Sower of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson, and as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this another day. I thank you, Lord, for God, just for being with us and and caring for us and and keeping us safe, dear God, and meeting our needs, dear Lord, and, and supplying us with everything that we need, dear God, to make it through the day. God, I just thank you for your for your salvation. I thank God. I thank you for your Son Jesus that died upon the cross for our sins. Lord, I pray God that you would just have your way in this podcast, dear God. Lord, that you would just move in a great and a mighty way, God, and speak through me the words that you would have spoken, dear God. Lord, that it may help someone in some way, dear God. God, I thank you and I praise you for everything that you are have done and everything that you are going to do. For it's in Jesus' sweet and precious name we pray. Amen and amen. We're going into uh, chapter 15. Uh, I know I said last time I I didn't know if I was going into it. or Well, I wasn't going into it, and I wanted you all to read it, but uh, the Lord is leading me back there. Uh, and this is, uh, what this is, is the Lord is telling them, said, uh, when you get into the, the promised land. He's telling Moses. And uh, he said, when you do get into the promised land, he said, this is, uh, there's some other things that I want you to do. He said, when you make your uh, different uh, offerings and uh, tone, uh, your sin offerings and all your different things, he said, uh, I want you to add a little something extra to it. Uh, now, remember that uh, all the um, Levi's, uh, and Aaron and his son, all the priests, they are, all their substance comes by a lot of what is offered. Uh, it is offered to the Lord, and then the Lord gives it to his uh, to His chosen people, the one that they, the only thing that they do is they minister in a tabernacle in some way, and that's all they do. They don't, they don't have any herds, they don't have any uh, gardening or fields to uh, work or anything like that. All they do, their their job is a tabernacle and tabernacle only. And a lot of the a lot of the things, the meat and the wine and the flour and and the different things like that that goes in for offerings. A lot of that goes to feed these people. And uh, Lord takes care of His own, and, and 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 He's not only taking care of them, but He's also taking care of the the children of Israel. You know, I'm. I know they complain a lot, and just like us, you know, we complain a lot, and we we gripe because we don't have this, and we don't have that, and and we don't take the time to really sit down and just look around us and see just exactly what we have got and what God has blessed us with. You know, I'm I'm not in the best of health, but I'm able to get up, uh, go to work every day. Uh, I'm I don't have a whole lot of money, but I have what I need. And I don't, you know, it's, and I don't own my own home, but I have a place to, to, uh, stay out of the dry and, and stay cool in the summertime and, and warm in the wintertime and stay dry and lay my head down and go to sleep at night and not have to worry about anything. And, you know, there's, there's so many people out there today that, that actually does not have that. And we, we gripe and proclaim and, uh, go on because we don't have 
the best. We don't have the best of everything. Listen, look around you. There's people out there in this world that are in a whole lot worse shape than you are. And especially right now, there's so many people that uh, are in bad financial, uh, they're in financial, uh, yeah, dire straits and financially because of the coronavirus. Uh, their businesses have shut down, their heirs have been cut. Uh, they've been laid off or furloughed or whatever because of uh, everything that's going, going on with this coronavirus. And we, as children of God, we need to be praying for these people, and we need to be uh, lifting these people up in prayer. No, we don't know whoever one of them is. We, know, we may know some, but you know, as far as the, the majority of them, we don't know everybody, but God does. See, that's the thing about it is we think that we we have to know just exactly what we're praying for every time that we pray. But, you know, we can pray for people and not know what their need is. You know, the Lord brings people to my mind a lot, and I pray for them, and I have no idea what their need is, but I know that they have a need, and I know that the Lord can meet that need no matter what it is. You know, there's nothing impossible with God. And then he can do all things. And we need to be lifting these people up to the Lord. Um, you know, don't worry about what their problem is. You know, there's so many people that has, that thinks they have to know everything before they can pray for somebody. All you need to know is they need prayer. You know, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> A lot of times we take up unspoken prayer requests. We ask people if they have unspoken prayer requests at church. And that's between the Lord and them. That's those prayer requests that that is between us and the Lord, and nobody else really needs to know what's going on because that, that may be something that's very personal that's going on in your life that you need a touch from. And so, you know, lift people up to the Lord. Just You know, just you don't have to know the names, just the people that are out of a job and and are, are in, in really bad shape because of um, no money or very little money coming in, and lift these people up to the Lord and let the Lord work in their life. And, you know, that's, that's he, can, that he can do all things. There's nothing impossible with him. But he told, the uh, Lord told Moses, now let's go to verse 15, starting verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speaking to the children of Israel and saying to them, When you come into the land of your habitations, which I give unto you, and will make an offering by fire unto the Lord, a burnt offering or a sacrifice in performing a vow or in a freewill offering or in your solemn feast to make sweet savor unto the Lord of the herd or of the flock. Then shall he that offers his offering unto the Lord a meat offering, bring a meat offering of a tenth deal of flour mingled with fourth part of a hen of oil and the fourth part of a hen of wine for a drink offering shalt thou prepare with the burnt offering or sacrifice for one lamb. Well, now then he tells him, when you all get into this land that I have promised you, this land that flows with milk and honey and and we remember last time, uh, remember the time we talked about the grapes that they brought back from 
from over in the promised land, how the one cluster of grapes they had to uh, put up, put between the staff and two men had to carry it. It was so big. So they're going to have plenty. And he said, now then, said, when you make your offerings, uh, whatever it is, and, and if you go down and read that, uh, there's uh, different ones for lamb and uh, goat and uh, whatever. And there's the, the, the oil and the flour and the wine all differ just a little bit. And I tried to look up. Uh, these measurements today and or this yeah this morning and I could not figure out what a deal was the the closest thing I found was near a bushel and that's that's the closest I got so I have no idea exactly what a deal is but a hen as um, we read there uh, the meat offering a tenth deal with the fourth part of a hen of oil a hen is about a gallon. So the fourth part of it would be about a quart. So you 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 know there's quite a bit of flour and quite a bit of, of uh, oil and quite a bit of wine that you have to bring in. But you know you got to remember exactly where that they are going to. They are going to a land that is is a very fertile land and and the crops grow huge and uh, grow very. Uh, very stout and, and, uh, they don't have very, very much, uh, blight or anything like that because the Lord has blessed this land and, and he has, uh, built this land up for these children of Israel. So when they go in and take it, uh, it's already going to have, uh, basically everything that they need is going to be in this land. It's already going to be growing and everything because all the different kingdoms that's in there right now has been growing this stuff for, for quite a while. You know, the Lord, <laughs> the Lord has got everything under control. He's got a plan for our life. I know I, I harp on this a lot, but we, you know, we need, we're, we really need to realize that we have a job to do. And right now is a, is a one time that we really need to be about the Father's business. This is the one time that we really need to get up off the seat of do nothing and we really need to go out and stop our complaining and our arguing and all this stuff and go out and love one another and, and seek those that are lost, seek those that need help and help these people. You know, I know sometimes I feel so inadequate because I, I know somebody's needs and I just haven't got the means by which to meet that need. But you know what? I can go to my father and I can ask my father to supply this person's need. My father, which is in heaven, he owns everything in this world and he can, he can supply that person's need without any problem. It is no problem for him. So, you know, we need, we need to really, really take time to sit down and to figure out just exactly who these people are and what we can do. Sometimes we can do something. Maybe we got some food we can give to them, or we know a way of getting them some food or, or some money or whatever. And we need to act upon that. And, you know, this, I, <laughs> I sat down today and this morning to study and, and I, I, I really didn't get a, a point of, to start at. And, uh, I figured, well, I'll go back to 15 and start there and then just let the Lord lead. 
you know, follow him. Don't worry about uh, whatever's going on in your life or whether you don't know, know, know something. You know, just move. When you take that first step, the Lord's going to be right there with you. And he's going to meet that need. But, okay, the first one I read was uh, for a lamb. All right. For a ram, thou shalt prepare for a meat offering two-tenth deals of flour mingled with the third part of a hen of oil. And for a drink offering, thou shalt offer the third part of a hen of wine for a sweet savor unto the Lord. And when thou preparest a bullock for a burnt offering or for a sacrifice in forming a vow or peace offering unto the Lord, then shall be he bring with a bullock a meat offering of three-tenths deal of flour mingled with a half a hen of oil. And thou shalt bring for a drink offering half a hen of wine for an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. You know, we can go through and we can read all these, these different sacrifices that children of Israel had to make. But you know, there... There is a lot of sacrifices and a lot of uh, things that we have to ask the Lord to forgive us of and to uh, pardon us for because um, we do them. A lot of them that we do, we don't do them because we want Well, biggest part of the, the sins that, the, uh, that I commit are not ones that I intend to do, that it's just ones that I slip up and do. And I have had to talk to the Lord uh, quite a bit on my job in the last week, I guess, because it's it's uh, it's been aggravating, and uh, my temper and my patience has been tried to the max, and I slipped and I fell, and I had to ask God to forgive me. Yes, me. Uh, I am I am no way perfect. I am not even close. You know, but the thing about it is, is the Lord is continually working. He's continually working on me. And, and as, uh, I don't know, I got to thinking about, uh, the potter and the clay the other day, and I got to do it in reference and, uh, something about, something about the potter and the clay. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of work that goes into making, uh, pottery and there's different types of uh, pottery that uh, clay or whatever the substance that you use to make this uh, stuff out of you make it out of clay and there's even different types of clay that got different materials in them and everything and then there's the porcelain and all different things like that but you know the thing about it is is you take this clay and you you put this lump of clay on this wheel and you make your vase, your cup, or whatever, and and every once in a while you you'll see uh, see a little crack in it, so you you start all over again. But first off, you got to take this this clay that you cut it off a big old slab, and you take this clay, and you you have to knead this clay. You like dough, you just keep kneading it and, and working it because you've got to get all the air bubbles out of it and and you you're violently squeezing this this uh lump of clay and you're you're folding it over and you're you're trying to get all this air out of it and then after you get finished doing that you going you go over to your wheel and you put it on your wheel you just don't lay it down on your wheel 
you you slam it down on there as hard as you can. Just throw it down on the wheel. Then you start making whatever you want to make. And if it turns out real good and everything and you're satisfied with it, then you need to put it in the fire for just for just a, a very few minutes. You don't have to put it in there very long because we're going to take it back out and we're going to, we're going to glaze it. And we're, we're going to uh, do some paint and some artwork on it. And we're going to glaze it and everything. And then we're going to put it back in the kiln at a very high temperature for, for quite a while. But I'm saying all that to say this. You know, the Lord, when he takes us and we, we give our heart and life to the Lord and he, he starts making us into what he wants us to be, we're just like that lump of clay. And he has to take that clay and he has to, to knead that clay and get all the, all the air out of us, all those things that's unlike him, get all that stuff out of us. And then, and then he uh, has to put us on the, on the, uh, the wheel there. He has to slam us down on there. See, this is, this is all stuff that is, it's not something very soft. Listen. Sometimes we have, we as children of God, we have to be handled by the Lord, uh, quite roughly because of, uh, unbelief, because of we just hard headed, <laughs> which is a whole lot of my problem. But you know, the Lord can take us and he can be very soft, but he can be very stern and he can work us. And he'll put us on that wheel and he'll make us what he wants. But you know, every once in a while we got, we've got to go into the kiln, kiln and we've got to be, we've got to have some fire put to us. We got to have some heat put to us. We've got to be tried, you know, and, and, and the Bible talks about trying gold, you know, and, and you take this gold and you heat this gold till it's liquid and more, and you, you have to have a precise temperature to do this. I thought, you know, well, gold, you just put it in there and you just heat it up as hot as you can. No, you can get gold too hot or you can get it not hot enough. You've got to have it at a certain, at a perfect temperature. And when this happens, all the, the uh, impurities and all the drought and everything that's in that gold, it starts floating to the top and they skim that off. And the more that that floats to the top and the more that, that that you skim off, the purer the gold is. You know, a lot of us are going through some fires right now. A lot of us are being tried. And the Lord is getting us to the point of where that he's, he's heating, he's putting us in the trials, he's heating us up, and he's getting all those things that's unlike him out of our life. He's skimming all that stuff for the world. He's skimming all that stuff off off of us and getting all that stuff out of our lives to where he can put more of him in us. You know, we, we need to go through the fire every once in a while and we need to be tried and we, we, uh, we go through these trials and, and, you know, let me tell you something. Trials can be in and come in so many different forms. You know, they can come in, uh, money problems. They can come in family problems. They can come in problems at your job. Or they can uh, come in just sickness or anything, anything that the Lord, see, the Lord knows us. He knows just exactly what makes us tick. And he knows just exactly what, how to, uh, what it is to, to use to get us to wake up and to realize, you know, that we need help with something. 
And, you know, he's, he's been working on me for quite a while because of my temper. And, and my, uh, when I get aggravated, I want to say things that I shouldn't say. And he's been working on me uh, for quite a while. And he will allow me to go through situations to where they did it. It will test my temper. It will test the point of my aggravation to where that I'll, I'll mouth off with something that I don't, I shouldn't. But you know, the thing about it is, is every time he puts me in one of these situations and I fail, he lets me know. He lets me know. So I have to go back through that again and again and again. It's, it's untelling how many times that he has to take that clay and redo that clay to, to and put it back on that wheel to make something because there's a flaw in it. You know, I, it's untelling how many times that the Lord has had to take this old lump of clay, me, and had to take me off the wheel and start all over, completely start all over again because I had a crack or I had a flaw in me somewhere. But you know what the thing about it is? is he does it willingly. He does it willingly. It doesn't bother him a bit to take that old lump of clay off that wheel and, and knead it back out like and start all over and smack it back down on that wheel and start making something else. Because he knows that one of these days, he's going to get it all put together. One of these days, he's going to create a vessel. He's going to create something that he can use for his glory. And you know, that's what we need to strive for is that, that point in our life to where that we just turn everything over to the Lord and we don't worry about nothing of this world and we follow the Lord. Because in the end, that's, that's the only thing that's going to be left. That our life as a Christian life and our Savior is the only thing that's going to be left. Because one of these days, this world and everything in this world is going to be destroyed. It's going. To, it's, it's not going to be here anymore. It's going to be burnt by fire. It's going to be completely destroyed. And and uh, the Lord is going to set up a new heaven and a new earth. And that's just for the children of God. So we have got a completely new heaven and a completely new earth that one of these days that we're going to inhabit and we're going to live there for eternity. It's just not for a little while and then we die and, and no, we're going to live there forever. We're going to be there for the forever and ever and ever. And it's all going to be perfect. And we're never going to have to worry about anything. We're never going to be sick. We're never going to have any broken bones. None of this stuff that we have today because God loves us that much. And because that he, that we go through and we endure the things that we have to go through and endure on this earth. No, the Christian life is not something that's very easy. It's, it's, it's quite hard sometimes. And it's a struggle uh, to keep your faith. It's a struggle. Sometimes you just, you just want to get, just give up and just, just forget it all and just forget about it. And the Lord, Lord, he urges you on a little bit. And he tells you just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. And, you know, we, we just have to hang on because he, he has got everything under control and he has got uh, a, us a place in heaven as long as we hold on. See, the children of Israel, 
that they, they got discouraged so many times and they got so discouraged that they got to the point to where that they were blaming God for everything. And everything that happened was his fault. And they wished, they wished that they'd been left in Egypt. They wished that they'd been left back there, uh, by the flesh pots where they had everything they wanted to eat and drink and everything, uh, like that. But yet they, they forgot about all the heartaches. They forgot about all the troubles that they was having back there too. You know, a lot of times we want to look back, but we, we want to forget about the bad stuff and remember the good stuff. Well, you know, whenever time I look back at my life, all I see is pain and heartache and I, and I actually see the road, the, the road that I was on and I see where it leads and I don't want nothing to do with that because that road led straight to hell. Broad is a way that leads to, uh, to hell and many there be that travel it. But you know, narrow is a way that leads to salvation, that leads to, to heaven. And not many is wanting to travel it because they don't want to have to go through the, the trials. They don't want to have to go through the, the proving. They don't want to have to go through all these things that, that the Lord will allow to come upon us just to prove us and just to get us to the point of where that we need to be. You know, I can't stress enough just exactly how important that it is to do a work that the Lord has got for you to do. I know I, I say this a lot, but you know, that, that's the one thing that's on my mind more than anything is, is to do a job that the Lord has got you to do because right now it, it is very important because time is short. Time is short. The coming of the Lord is, is very soon. And, uh, you know, we've got, We've got to be about our father's business. You know, all these things that the Lord has given us, we need to pass this stuff on. Pass the knowledge on that the Lord has given us. And all those things that we've done when we back out and sin, don't forget them. But don't long to go back there. Just remember them because sometime you're going to need those to tell somebody else about what you used to do when you were out there and how the Lord has moved where he has brought you from and where he has brought you to. And, you know, <laughs> the Lord has worked so many miracles in my life. And, uh, you know, that it, I, I sit, about, sit around sometimes thinking about it, and, and it just amazes me what the Lord has done for me. Because, listen, people, I, I am not kidding. 30, 40 years ago, I would never have thought in my life that I would be, uh, well, I'd say more than that, maybe 50 years ago, I would never thought that I would ever be preaching. I never thought I would be a Sunday school teacher. And uh, there's no way that I could sit down in front of a computer screen and a mic and, and talk for 45 minutes. There's no way. I, I don't even like to stand up in school and uh, give book reports and stuff like that. I didn't even like to be in the choir and singing too much. If I was, I was in the back, and I was always short, and I was always in the back, and I was hid. I was singing, but you couldn't see me because I, it, I was just very backward and bashful person. But, you know, when the Lord told me he wanted me to preach, 
and I accepted it. You know, he gave me exactly what I needed to stand up in front of people. Yes, the first time I stood up to bring a message, I was scared to death, sweating like I don't know what, nervous. But you know what? The Lord led me through it. And he seen that I was going to step out and I was going to do what he wanted me to do. And he keep, he kept adding things to me at different points in time. And I've done a lot of things for the Lord in my lifetime and still doing uh, some things for him. And I enjoy it. I love it. I look forward to doing this. The podcast, I look forward to teaching. I look forward to every morning to go in and study and read God's word. But, you know, be very careful. You know, I, I, I tell you a lot of times to um, set, you time, set you aside a time, sometime during the day for 30, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever, and just get alone and talk to the Lord for a while and read and study the word. But be very careful and, and don't take that and don't start doing that because you think you have to do that. You don't have to pray. You don't have to study. Do it because you want to. Do it because you want to talk to the Lord and and uh, you just want to thank him for your life and for things and do it because you want to learn more about the Lord. You know, and, and don't take God for granted. You know, so many times we get to uh, we get to the point to where that we take the Lord for granted and we think that, you know, that, he has to uh, give us everything that we need. He has to meet our needs. He has to do all these things. He don't have to. He does it because he wants to. And we need to take the time to thank the Lord when he does do those things for us. You know, the Lord has worked, like I said, he's worked so many miracles in my life and I, and. I, I get to looking around today and see where I'm at and see where he has brought me from. And it, it just, it will just blow your mind sometimes the way that he has worked in your life. Just, just take time, sit down, look back over your life and see exactly everything that the Lord has done for you. Even when you are out in sin, even when I was out in sin, I can look back on my sinful days and I can see Jesus was right there with me, even when I was out in sin, and I, I didn't want nothing to do with him, and I was doing all the things that I shouldn't be doing. He was right there with me. By rights, I should be dead today of things that I'd done when I was out in sin. But the Lord seemed fit to protect me, even though I, I, didn't, I didn't know him. I didn't want to know him. He seemed fit to, to protect me. This is the Lord. This is my God. This is the this is the Father that I serve. This is my heavenly Father. This is who He is. He's got a plan for each and every one of us, but He gave us all a free will, and we have the choice to say, "Yes, Lord, I'll do what You want me to do," or "No, Lord, I don't want to do that. I want I want to live out in sin, and I want to have fun, and I want to." party and drink and all this stuff. We have that choice. But you know, the thing about it is, if you think that being out and seeing and partying and all that stuff is fun, you're right. It is. It's fun. 
but you really don't know what fun is until you come to the Lord. You have a completely different change of mindset and things that uh, were boring to you when you were out in sin, going to church and, and singing and praising the Lord and, and uh, talking about the Lord and, and praying and reading all these things. These are the things that really gets a hold of you and you really want to do and you really enjoy them. And there's a joy that is in your life and in your body that you just cannot understand. It is, uh, it just, as the song says, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Because you worry about nothing. You're concerned about a lot of things, you know, about, um, but, you know, you don't worry about things. They don't consume you anymore. You uh, have got to the point to where that when something is going on in your life, you turn it over to the Lord and ask the Lord if he will move in this situation for you and you go off and don't worry about it no more because you know that you have turned it over to the master and he is going to take care of it. There's nothing impossible with him. This This is who I serve. This is who I serve. And he's the one that when I have totally no idea what I'm going to say when I sit down in front of this mic, that he always, every time, he has never failed me yet, he always gives me what I need. I don't understand some of the things that he gives me sometimes, but he knows exactly who's going to be tuning in. He knows exactly who's going to be listening and he knows exactly what is going on in their life. And he gives me the words to give to you to help you at that point in time. You know, I, I don't have a, a huge amount of listeners or anything like that. I, I thank God uh, Podbean uh, gave me, um, uh, sent me an email the other day. And I'd had a thousand downloads. I thank God for that. I never... Never thought that I would ever get this far. But, you know, God has everything under control. And he knows just exactly who needs what. And that's the person I want to, I want to reach. You know, if, if in all of this time that I have spent in front of this microphone, if just one person gets saved, one person, uh, has, uh, turns his life over to God and, and, and starts doing a work for the Lord. One person has a need met in their life because of something that the Lord has told me. It's worth every bit of it. It's worth every bit of it. Because it's not about me. It's about you. It's about Jesus. It's about what Jesus can do for you. It's about what you can do for Jesus. It's not about you, yourself, actually, as so much as what can you do for the Lord? Because he, if the Lord never done a single thing for me the rest of my life, I would still in no way be able to repay him for what he's done. I don't see any possible, you know, if the Lord never blessed me and never done a thing for me my whole life, I could still never repay him for what he done 
at Calvary. Listen, here's a man that didn't know me at the time that hung on a cross for my sins. He looked down through time and seen me and seen you and said, I'm going to... In- I'm going to die for those. I want, I want to, I'm going to hang up on the cross so that their sins may be forgiven them. And do you realize that if he looked down through all time and only one person would have ever given their heart and life to him, he would have still went through everything that he went through and hung on that cross just for that one. Just for that one. But he knows each and every one of our hearts. He knows exactly who we are. He knows what we want to do. He knows your thoughts. He knows your thoughts before you think them. And you know, sometimes, sometimes my thoughts gets me in a whole lot of trouble. And, but you know, he's always right there with my hand out saying, and forgive me, put me back up on that rock, dusting, cleaning me off, set me up on that solid rock. Saying, son, I love you. I love you. It'll be all right. You know, but God is a good God. He's a wonderful God. And as much as he done for the children of Israel, of course, you know, the children of Israel, just like us today, we we have a very short memory of what the Lord does for us. We we easily forget. We have a, a right now... Uh, Kind of thinking, you know, we, we live in the now, we forget uh, yesterday, and we're always looking for what can go on today and, and what's going on tomorrow and what we can do tomorrow and and all this stuff. But, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. Matter of fact, we're not, not there's nobody on this planet that is promised the next second. We I could die before I, I finish this podcast. I could. I realize that, but you know what? <laughs> I would accept it because I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. I've got a mom and a dad and a lot of friends in heaven, and I would like to see them all again. But you know, the main thing about it is, is I want to see Christ. And I promised Christ, and I asked him, I said, Lord, don't never let me forget this. When I leave this world, when I close my eyes and in death. Don't let me forget this. Because Lord, the first thing I do when I see you is I would love to be able to bow down and kiss your feet. And then I want to hug you. And I want to thank you for what you've done for me. Nobody in this world has ever given their life for me. Nobody in this world has ever done what Jesus has done for me. But you know what? Jesus is no respecter of persons. If he done it for me, he'll do it for you. He'll gladly do it for you. He will, he will, he will. Well, the Bible says uh, that uh, there were 99, there was 100 sheep and one of them went astray. He left the 99 and he went to hunt that one. That one that went astray, he went to hunt that one. Yeah, the other 99, they were taken care of. They were safe. But that one, he was out there in a place and all by himself. And he went to search for him. And when he found him, he picked him up. And he carried him back to the fold. That's my Savior. He cares about each and every one of us so very much. 
Even if you're lost and out in sin, the Lord still loves you. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. It doesn't matter what uh, what is happening. The Lord loves you. Lord loves everybody. You know, that's the one thing that I guess is one of the greatest lessons that God had ever taught me is how to love people even though they they do very wrong things, even though they are very deeply in sin or into drugs and alcohol, murder and stealing and all this stuff, God showed me how to love that person because it's who is in control of your life is the reason why that you are doing what you're doing. The reason why that you are, if you are drinking and, and uh, fooling around with drugs and, and all this stuff, Satan is in control of your life, and that's the reason why you're doing that. It's not you yourself that's doing it. It's the one that's in control of your life. If we can in some way get this person to realize they're lost, to realize exactly where they're going when they close their eyes in death, can get them to give their heart and life to God and let God be in control of their life, they would be a totally different person. So those people that talk about you, those people that curse you, those people that that uh, despisefully use you, those people that do all these things to me, I can actually love these people. It, it's hard sometimes. It really is but I can actually love these people. But I understand that if for some reason, for some, if, uh, not if, well, if they gave their heart and life to God, they would be a, a totally different person. I heard a man talking about going to church one time. And uh, I can't remember now, somebody wanted him to go to church. It might've been his wife. And anyway, he went to church and he always said, on the back pew, and he sat back there, and he looked over the over the people that was in front of him, and 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 they were a bunch of hypocrites. You know, they were they were just a bunch of hypocrites, every one of them. And he done this Sunday after Sunday, and, and the Lord kept working with him. The people kept praying for him, and one day he walked that aisle, and he built, he knelt down at that aisle, and he gave his heart and life to God. And when he rose up, and he looked at all those people. There was not one hypocrite in the bunch. He figured out that the hypocrite was him. And when he turned his heart and life over to the Lord and the Lord saved him and forgave him of his sins, that that old man, that old hypocrite, that old man died and there was a new man there instead. That's, you know, then that's, that's the way our Lord is. He, he forgives us of our sins. And listen, don't let Satan tell you that you have done so much wrong in your life that you can't be saved because that's a lie. God can forgive you of all your sins. The only sin I found in the Bible that God will not forgive you of is sin against the Holy Ghost. Every, every sin, I don't care what it is, how bad you've been, how many people you've killed, uh, what you've done, it doesn't matter. God will forgive you. He will love you just like nobody in this world will love you. He'll clean you up. He'll give you new garments. He'll put shoes on your feet. 
He will, he will make you look the best you've ever looked in your life, and he will sit you on that solid rock, put his arm around you, and say, I love you, son. Welcome home. Welcome home. And that's what we need. That's what we need to do is ask God to forgive us. All of these different uh, sacrifices that uh, we read about in the Bible, that that was those things were under the law. That's the way that they they atoned for their sins. That's the way that they had their sins under the blood. That's that's the way that they were forgiven of their sins. And now then, all we have to do is just ask the Lord to forgive us. Come to Him with a a very serious and and really wanting Him to forgive us and really wanting to change our lives and become somebody different. And when we do that. God will forgive us of our sins and he will make us a new person. He will take out that old stony, dried up uh, heart that we have and he'll put a, a brand new fleshly heart in there that beats like a champ. This is, this is what we need to do is we need to ask God to forgive, forgive us of all of our sins, to, to make us completely new to put in us a desire to study the, his word and to talk to him and to tell others about the Lord and and find out what that one thing is that the Lord wants you to do and do it. You know, it may, like I said, it may be something simple or it could be something, something uh, great, you know, but when you're doing something for the Lord, there, there is no small jobs and there is no big jobs. They're all very, very, very important jobs. As the pastor said in the church, it doesn't matter whether you clean the church or whether you're a pastor or Sunday school or a board member or, and uh, whether you uh, do the mechanical, uh, the maintenance to the building or whatever. All that is very important and has to be done. We are all, if you are a child of God, we are all the body of Christ and we all are different members and we all have different jobs, but they're all important because we make up the body of Christ. I thank you all for listening today. I hope you all got something out of this. Until the next time, may God bless you. <music>